Welcome to Dermwire News powered by Dermwire.com. Dermwire News for Smart Speaker is made possible with advertising support from Ortho Dermatologics. I'm Stephanie Talea, Senior Managing Editor with Practical Dermatology Magazine. Sente is expanding their family of skincare products with the upcoming launch of the Intensive BioComplete Cream. Slated to be available on February 11th, the new nighttime cream is an advanced retinol, explains Virginia Vega, Sente's Vice President, Research and Development, and Physician Education, at a media pre-launch event in New York City. The retinol is encapsulated so it melts into the skin and is less likely to cause irritation, she says. The cream also comprises DSA and CSA, two proprietary glycosaminoglycan analogs, which serve as natural water binders that aid in controlling inflammation. Dr. Janine Downey, Director of Image Dermatology in Montclair, New Jersey, was on hand to share her experiences with the crowd. It's a usable product that shows tangible results, she says. Dr. Downey advises some patients to use the new cream nightly with moisturizer, but has others use it every other night if they are sensitive to retinol. 95% of subjects reported significant improvements at every time point for wrinkles, firmness, discoloration, and overall skin appearance with great tolerability, she says. More than 70% of patients reported such improvements in as early as two weeks. The new cream can also help fade lentigines with less downtime than lasers, Dr. Downey says. Dermatologists report major inconsistencies in Medicare reimbursement policy for off-label prescriptions and are now calling for an appeal process for cases where coverage is denied. Researchers from several institutions, including the Perlman School of Medicine at the University of Pennsylvania, examined lists of medications and what they're indicated for and found they are incomplete, outdated, and frequently in conflict with each other. They published their findings as well as their call for new policies surrounding off-label coverage decisions in JAMA Dermatology. Approximately a quarter of prescriptions for the 10 most common dermatologic diagnoses are used off-label, and this percentage is likely higher for rare diseases. The lists or compendia are meant to serve as a reference for which uses are medically accepted. If a medication is in the compendia, it's approved. If not, it's rejected. There's no real appeal process, so that rejection is the end of the story, and the rejection does not come with the suggestion of an alternative of what therapy might be approved instead says the study's lead author, Dr. John Barbieri, a dermatology research fellow at Penn. This makes it incredibly challenging as a clinician since we can find ourselves playing a guessing game while our patients wait for treatment. The researchers set out to get a better understanding of what the compendia do and whether they are sufficient for current clinical realities. They made a list of accepted treatments for 22 chronic, non-infectious diseases for which off-label prescribing is an important part of treatment. Then they analyzed both compendia, the American Hospital Formulary Service Drug Information, and the Drug Dex Information System for inclusion of these therapies. Overall, they found 31% of treatments they evaluated were included in either compendium. Among diseases, 45% had one or fewer treatments included in the Drug Dex Compendium, and 68% had one or fewer treatments included in the AHFS. For 22%, the medication was included in one but not the other. The compendia don't even agree with each other, and the literature they used as a basis for inclusion did not follow any discernible pattern and was often based on decades-old sources, Dr. Barbieri says. 56% of treatments with grade A evidence were included in either compendium. The number dropped to 10% for grade B evidence, but went to 12% for grade C evidence and 13% for grade D evidence. Results from randomized controlled trials were ignored, while citations from single-patient case reports 
and even personal communication with pharmaceutical companies were included. It was not uncommon for first-line therapies with a grade A or B evidence to be missing from the compendia, while second- or third-line therapies with a lower evidence grade were included, says Dr. Barbieri. Researchers point out that the compendia are likely the most convenient way to make coverage decisions, but the inconsistencies that already exist combined with the rapid pace of new research and the more than 3,000 conditions managed by dermatologists means keeping them updated is logistically difficult. They propose two other potential solutions. One approach would require Medicare Part D to consider evidence from the literature that clinicians present during the authorization process. A second would be to develop an expert panel to review appeals for therapies not included in the compendia. Thank you for listening to DermWire News, powered by DermWire.com. This editorially independent program is supported with advertising from Orthodermatologics.